What's up, world? This is Ryan, and this is the Bleach Daddy Podcast. All right, so today I want to talk about some cryptocurrency stuff. Man, it went nuts. It was crazy. So last week I was telling people to buy in before the fork. The hard fork never happened. They announced uh, roughly, I want to say Thursday, maybe Wednesday, that the hard fork wasn't going down. And then that caused... A huge sell-off of Bitcoin. Bitcoin dropped, bottomed out on Sunday, roughly around like 5.5K, 5.8, somewhere in that range, right? I got out of Bitcoin, um, it was either Thursday night or Friday, I got out around 6.8K, and then, uh, I didn't, and then when I sold off, right, I, I was looking at, three other cryptocurrencies to put my money into i was looking at Monero, dash and ethereum and then uh talked to my father and suddenly i went i went in on litecoin i don't know what happened saw litecoin's cheap price i saw that we saw some solid gains from the previous week so I went into Litecoin, but my heart really wanted to go into Ethereum, and that would have been a much, much better move, as Ethereum, Monero, and Dash all saw solid gains. But it was Bitcoin Cash where you really should have put your money in, because Bitcoin Cash went ham. I mean, you're talking about like 800% returns, something nuts. It went from like 300 dollars to 2300 it was absolutely insane you know this morning as i'm doing this i think it's right around a thousand dollars but it's dropping like crazy because everyone's selling and getting out but in hindsight that's what i wish i did i wish i sold all my bitcoin honestly right as soon as the news broke i mean you were looking at like over 7k for bitcoin if you sold it as soon as the news broke you were in good shape. And then I would have I would have bought Bitcoin Cash, saw that skyrocket, and then as soon as I saw Bitcoin get under 6k, I would have sold all my Bitcoin Cash and then got back into Bitcoin. I wish I wish that's what I did in hindsight. I knew to get in Bitcoin when it was under 6k, but I started getting greedy cuz I went into Litecoin and I wasn't getting the returns that I wanted, and I was trying to get enough return to offset the juice of uh, the sale, you know, the fees. And um, and I just, I just didn't. I mean, at the time, I think I saw maybe like a one percent gain on on what I put in, so that was pretty upsetting. But you know, I I did end up selling off and just eating it and i got back at uh bitcoin roughly at 6.5k so seeing some pretty nice returns on on that bitcoin this morning who's back over 7k around 7.2k so that has me all fired up but in the future i'll be looking i won't I, I, i'm not a believer in bitcoin cash so i probably i, I probably would have never put my money there but i wish i did just seeing those returns but in the future if something like this happens again, I'll look again at Monero, Dash, and Ethereum and probably see what one is down from since like a hard fork was supposed to happen or whatever the news may be.
before this news broke and something happened and then Bitcoin starts to plummet again. I'll look at one of those three. I'll probably, I'll probably, depending on the price of those and where they're at from like their 24 hour high and low and what they were in the previous month, weeks leading up to whatever's going on, whatever news is breaking that's got me in a panic and a frenzy to sell my Bitcoin and get into something else. I'll look at those three. You know, I mean, I'm a big believer believer in Ethereum. I also like the ADA coin, uh, direct competitor to Ethereum. Um, ADA or Cordano is brand new in the game, so I don't have much traction. But you're looking at uh, you're looking at two cents a, a piece over there, and so that's something. I, the, for me, um, Cordano is more like a buy and hold strategy. You know, put a hundred bucks in, just sit on it, or a thousand bucks in, just sit on it, depending whatever your bank account allows you to play with. You know, um, all right, let's talk DFS. I've been on a skid, and that NBA DFS started off the season hot, down low, not feeling so great lately with my DFS lineups. Maybe it's because my mind's been elsewhere. I do notice that when I get an hour before lock with no one home, no distractions, no children running around the house, wife not talking to me, when no one's home and it's just me and I got an hour to build a DFS lineup for my NBA right before lock and I can deal with the news, my heart rate racing, feeling alive, building a fantasy basketball lineup. I do pretty well, you know, but I haven't had too much of that. We're looking at a half hour before lock. I'm getting a little bit of time and then I get a little bit of peace and quiet for 10, 15 minutes and then chaos ensues in the household. And then I'm in a frenzy. I start yelling at the kids. Go ask your mother. Leave me alone. Got five minutes to do this. No, you can't use my phone. And I get distracted and it takes away from my skills, from my God-given talent and ability to build some DFS NBA lineups. But yeah, so I've been down. I've been down on that DFS NBA. Uh, recently started playing a little bit more FanDuel. I started off the season hot with DK, you know, one... Roughly seven hundred dollars over like a two day span. Took out six hundred, left a hundred in my uh, DK account. That has twinkled like a star and dwindled away. And so <clears throat> I started playing on FanDuel to be able to play the contest that I wanted to play at the entry fee points that I like to play at in the contest sizes and. You know, a lot of three max, five max type stuff. I like that. I like to only, I, I, I do mass enter a lot of contests, but when I mass enter contests, I'm, I'm, you're talking like a dollar entry point or a quarter entry point. I'm just looking to build the twenty max on DK, or you know, um, uh, sometimes I get a little crazy on a FanDuel and I'll do like fifty entries, maybe a hundred. But I'm looking at the low entry points when I max enter. I, I prefer, like, I really like that 7 to $20 entry point range. And then I do that. The three max on DK at 20 bucks. I really like those type of contests. Or 
or a single entry point at like $40. I like that. I'll mix in a couple single entries when I do stuff like that. But that's usually the target range for my entry fees that I'm looking at. So I ain't sitting too pretty with my uh, with my DK balance or my FanDuel balance for that matter. I started playing FanDuel hockey over the weekend. Got hot. Did good. I just needed... I needed I needed a break from the NBA. I still play NBA every day. I even put some crappy lineups in yesterday. Lineups that did nothing. You know, I mean, I I think I finished almost I almost finished dead last in a in a DK tournament at a low entry at a low entry fee. It's kind of, I almost thought an achievement unlocked. You know, I mean, because if you ain't first, you last. You know, and that's usually my strategy when I build these fantasy NBA lineups. I'm not so much a cash game player. I'm more of a tournament type of guy. So tonight, though, an NBA, looking to get back on it. And, um, you know, massive 11-game slate. I'm looking at these six games. I'm looking at Orlando and Portland, Philadelphia and the Lakers, Toronto, New Orleans, Detroit, Milwaukee, San Antonio, Minnesota, and Sacramento, Atlanta. So I think my strategy tonight is I'll probably split up those six games and turn it into two separate three-game slates and probably make two or three lineups that way. I'm, I'm not going to go too heavy, but just trying to get my mojo back and trying to string up a win. And since I've been losing, I'm kind of decreasing the amount that I've been playing and entering because I really don't want to have to deposit again, you know. So I'm being a much more conservative with my bankroll. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll build one to three lineups and probably enter at some of the lower entry points. We're talking $1, three entry max, stuff like that. All right. And then NFL. NFL. I wish DK had that Sunday night game because I, I know it's a division game. But man, I'd load up on my Eagles. I'm just, I've just, I'm so high on the Eagles right now. And I was telling my son, you know, my bold call of the week when it comes to the Eagles is I think Nelson Aguilar has a two touchdown game. I think he has his best performance as an NFL player yet this weekend. I see him going for 80 to 110 and two TDs. I think he's going to have five or six catches. And I think he's going to do work. Nelson Aguilar, best route runner in the NFL. You can laugh all you want, but this dude breaks ankles all day. He's just finally catching the ball. It was never it was never his ability to run routes. I mean, that dude put Richard Sherman on skates two times in a row last year and dropped both wide open passes. You know, so the talent on route running has always been there. It's always been the hands that are questionable. And if you saw that play that he made against Arizona, if if you've ever watched like Eagles practice highlights or you know when they run the seven uh, seven on seven drills, this dude is breaking ankles all day. He's out there doing NBA type crossover type moves. You know, geez, looking like Skip to my Lou out there on the football field. So homeboy does work. And uh, I think I think this is I think this is a big breakout game. He's he's honestly out of the wide receiver out of the wide receivers. He's been the Philadelphia Eagles' best wide receiver this year. 
Charles Davis called it at the beginning of the year. He said, Nelson Aguilar is the best wide receiver on the Philadelphia Eagles. It's not It's not Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith's like number four on the Eagles. Honestly, Mac Hollins is starting to cut into his playing time. And Mac Hollins is the man. He's going to take over that spot. He's going to be the number three wide receiver. I don't know how come it hasn't happened yet. Torrey... I don't know. I'm a big fan of Torrey Smith as a person. Seems like a really good guy. He's really positive on Twitter. You know, he says some great things. You know, he he talked about the other day how if he could pick one NFL player for his son to look up to, it'd be my man, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, the truth out there. And Carson Wentz, man, after every Philadelphia Eagles person's heart this week, news breaks that he does not like the Cowboys. That's that's just awesome when you hear something like that. Like he was asked about the Cowboys. Oh, do you hate the Cowboys? He goes, I am not a fan of the Cowboys. I do not like the Cowboys. I'm all about that because I hate them too. You know, and uh, sorry about the noise distraction. We've got some loud noises going on over here. All right. And then, um, so on FanDuel, I'm gonna load up on on them Eagles, man. I'm gonna get my man. Uh, this is what I'm looking at. I I really like Jake Elliott, the kicker. I really like the Eagles defense. I really like Zach Ertz. I'm load. I'm all in on Zach Ertz. I I think he's gonna be a contrarian play over there on um, FanDuel tool, too. I mean, you got Travis Kelsey and Gronk. I think they're gonna be pretty high owned. And so in that upper price range, I think I think Zach Ertz is a really nice pivot on FanDuel. I'm getting Carson Wentz, my man in there. I like both backs, Ajahi and Blunt. And I'm looking I'm I'm looking at Nelson Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey. So those are the guys I like on the on the Eagles. Over there on uh DK, no night game. No night game on the main slate. So sad. It's so depressing. So, no Eagles players. So, what am I looking to do on there? I mean, I think the obvious chalk, people are going to load up on Detroit. Detroit versus Chicago. People are going to load up on, on Leonard Fournette and the Jags D with them playing Cleveland. But I got three sneaky games I think are going to shoot out that could be like the Minnesota-Washington game of last week. Now, you look at Minnesota playing the Rams this week, I do not see that shooting out. I think people will be chasing points there. They're going to look at the Rams and how hot the Rams offense is going to be or has been. They're going to look at Minnesota and see how Minnesota has been on fire and everything. They both got good defenses, and I expect that to play out more like a playoff game. I think the pace of that game is going to slow down, and I think those defenses are going to do work. It's going to be loud over there in Minnesota. Their fan base is going to be riled up. Those are going to be tough conditions, I think, for Jared Goff. And honestly, like, look, I know Jared Goff's numbers are great. You know, I live out here, and um, I watch those guys on TV all the time. My father-in-law, a huge Rams fan. I don't think Jared Goff looks that great. I know his numbers have been awesome and everything. I, I kind of feel like I feel like he's like a, a product of the system. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback and his ceiling's not high. He's the number one draft pick for a reason. I, I just think it's going to be tough for him, and I think I think he's going to struggle a little bit. 
You know, I, I think that Minnesota defense, they're a good play on DK. I think the Rams defense is a good play on DK. Those are the defenses I'm looking at. They're both cheap. I expect everyone to be on Detroit and Jags, you know. But I'm looking at those guys. I'm also looking at New Orleans defense and, and the Chiefs defense. Those are the four defenses that I like this week. And the games that I feel that are pretty sneaky to shoot out. Obvious, uh, obviously, I'm not going to be stupid. I'm going to I'm gonna load up on tons of game stacks with that New England-Oakland. I like both quarterbacks. You know, you figure Carl will get it done in garbage time. Brady's just going to come out hot. And then there's some there's some cheap studs over there, you know. I mean, Rex Burkhead, you know, that's a that's a nice cheap cheap player, you know. I I, I like I like him for his price range, you know. You figure all those New England backs are who you, it's tough to get that situation right, so they're all in play. But me, I'm probably gonna roll out Burkhead and then Lewis. Probably Burkhead. I think I I don't remember the price of Lewis, but I know Burkhead's under four K. He was like thirty six hundred, so I'm all about that. And then uh and another cheap running back I like is Alex Collins. That's a game I like. I like Baltimore and Green Bay. I could see Joe Flacco coming out actually having a good game, maybe throwing two or three touchdowns. He's cheap on DK. If I were to play cash games, I might roll him out as my cash game quarterback. I don't know Brett Hundley's price either, but this game, I know Baltimore's got good pass defense. I think this game is a sneaky shootout spot. This game is both teams. You can see their offenses doing work. I I think that's sneaky. I think Buffalo and the Chargers, I think that's a sneaky shootout spot. You know, I think that's a game not many people will be looking at. But there's a lot of good plays in there. And then Tyrell Williams, as as uh, Al calls him, Tyrell the Gazelle over there. Al Zeidenfeld, big up to him. Real solid player. Really enjoy his podcast and everything that he's done for the industry. But man, yeah, Tyrell Williams, very, very cheap. He's under 4K too. I'm all about, I'm all about guys that I like under 4K. I mean... I lock and load those guys. I take the NBA lineup approach with my NFL approach. I kind of like to look at the scrubs first. Let me find out the cheap plays, and then let me roll out the expensive guys. And then Tampa Bay, Miami, I think this thing could get crazy down there. You know, and also Tampa Bay's defense might even be in play just because Miami's offensive line sucks so bad. And Jake Cutler, he loves throwing interceptions, so... You know, you figure that's a recipe for maybe a pick six or something. So Tampa Bay's defense is also in play. But those are the games that I'm looking at. You know, I'll probably sprinkle in some Detroit players. I'll probably sprinkle in some Jacksonville players. I might even sprinkle sprinkle in a Cleveland player or two, you know, especially if what's-his-face comes back. Cleveland, you want to talk about some budget plays I'm going to take a hard look at their offense. I don't think they have a player, a wide receiver, that is even in the 4K range. They're all, I think they're all bottom of the barrel, 3K, bottoms up, you know. I think they're all minimum wide receiver price at 3K over there in Cleveland. So if you could kind of predict where, what's going on, I mean, you just, uh, DK, PPR, you just need a guy to get, five six snags 
maybe get in the box and you you struck gold. You know, I think I think Cleveland will score a touchdown. They're not going to get shut out, you know. I mean, I'll stay away from Duke Johnson and Isaiah Crowell, but I'll look at uh, I'll take a hard look at Cleveland's wide receiver situation and um take a guy maybe a flyer. I'm not saying I'm building like I'm not a cash game player, I'm a tournament player, so but I love the savings cuz the savings is you know, when you find guys like that, those guys that you love that are cheap, like right now I'm all about Tyrell Williams and I'm all about Rex Burkhead and Alex Collins. Those three guys right now, I'm all about them. So if like the slate started in an hour from now, I would have those three guys in my lineup, but who knows what I might uncover when I'm looking at Cleveland Browns wide receivers, you know, but they allow you to unlock the studs. I mean, that's like a cheat code. Suddenly, you know, you have like the Kareem Hunts in your lineup. You, you're you able to go Brady and Gronk and, you know, also something that I noticed uh, for a cheap wide receiver play, you know, I kind of think that Arizona-Houston game could be sneaky too. You know, both teams have bad quarterbacks and I think that game could actually get a little bit higher than those Vegas totals. I haven't even looked at the Vegas totals for that for any of these games yet to see kind of where they're at. But I'll add them to that list. You know, so I like New Orleans. I like Kansas City. I'll sprinkle in some Detroit plays and Jacksonville plays, but I don't know. I'm going to look to be a little bit different from everybody. On Detroit, I mean, I'll probably look at Ebron, Galladay, and, and and Tate. You know, I might sprinkle in a couple of those guys. Jacksonville, I don't know, maybe Marquise Lee or something. I'll, I'll take a look at that receiver situation. But I might have a little bit of Fournette. But I, I'll stay away from their defenses. Their defenses are just going to be too chalky for me. And I'm really not into that. I'll look into uh, New Orleans the Chiefs, and probably probably Tampa Bay. Might have a couple Tampa Bay flyers out there, but on the whole, I'm looking to game stack that game. I think Miami's going to score a lot of points, too. I just think Tampa Bay's defense could get a pick six uh, with them in Miami. But yeah, so Baltimore, Green Bay, Buffalo Chargers, New England, Oakland, Tampa Bay, Miami, and um, Houston, Arizona. Those games I'll be stacking. I'm going to have a lot of New Orleans exposure. I'm rolling right back to Michael Thomas. He's putting up decent PPR numbers. He just needs to get a touchdown, and it's going to happen soon. And so hopefully people are off him this week as Josh Norman defense. But as we saw with Thielen and Diggs out there, that Washington pass defense, they could get blown up. And um, I wouldn't be surprised Michael Thomas got in the box this week against Josh Norman and that would that would be pretty I'd be pretty happy with that. I would love I'd love like six, seven catch game, sixty plus yards and a touchdown or two touchdowns. I'm all over that. Of course I'll be all over Kamara and Ingram. I think I think Kamara Ingram will probably be my running back strategy on FanDuel. Does roster both those guys and then and then load up on Wentz and the and the Eagles probably go Wentz, Ertz, Alshon, Aguilar, or maybe or maybe Wentz, Ertz, 
Elliott in the defense. But I think Aguilar does work, so I, I don't see myself getting off Aguilar. I'll probably definitely have Aguilar in my in my FanDuel lineup. I, I think I will lock him in. He'll be 100% owned for me on FanDuel, man. Nelson Aguilar, who knew? Um, health stuff going on this week. I'm about to start working out and getting back into it, man. I told you my health has plummeted. I started having health problems in my testicles. That's what's been going on. They still don't know what's going on with my balls. But for crying out loud, I started having testicle pain. I... I felt like someone was flicking me in the balls when I'd get in and out of the car, deliver packages a lot. So that's typically what happens. I get in and out of the car, and then my balls would hurt. And I thought it was I thought I was just getting in and out of the car too rough or something or too frequently. I went to the hospital. They initially diagnosed me with epidermatitis. Ordered you know, uh, a, a urinalysis, everything on my urinalysis was nice and clean. And so I mean, if you know anything about epidermatitis, it's, it's typically caused from three things. If you're young or older, it's like urine backflow. Or if, uh, you're young, it's usually an STD. Well, I had no, or a UTI. Well, I had no STDs. I had no UTI. Uh, I don't, I don't think that I've had urine backflow or whatever. So then we've been back at the drawing board. And I keep seeing doctors and waiting to see doctors, and finally I'm I've gotten scheduled for another doctor's appointment. I go in next Wednesday, and my main thing is, let's say it could be epidermatitis. I could have had backflow of urine, but if it is, I want to know the exact cause of it. I want to know what has caused me to have this problem you know i feel i feel i do feel a lot better than i initially did a month ago but i still don't feel great all the time you know sometimes pain comes and goes and i just really want that to get better and go away so i mean i'm hoping i'm hoping for the best here i'm just hoping for answers to tell you the truth like i said that's why i know the cause what do i have to do to change certain things i mean is it urine backflow? Did I hold my pee in for too long? Then don't hold it in my pee. You know, I, I need a cause and effect. I need to know what happened. I need to know why something happened. And I need to know how to fix it. So that's that's all I'm looking to gain. But man, you know, it's kind of been, it's been a crappy thing to deal with. You know what I mean? Especially when you start reading about this stuff. And then when you start learning other things too. And then you kind of think that, hey, this is wrong. You know, the biggest lesson that I've learned in everything is to pretty much question the doctors on everything. The doctors don't know shit nowadays. You know, they're doing the same thing that you're doing. They got their little computer. They're, they're, they got their own little WebMD database. It's probably not called WebMD. But, you know, they're just going in the computer and doing something. That's why I can't wait for the future for when they're actually testing blood. And you literally just put prick your finger, put it on this machine, and this machine tells you everything that's wrong with you. That's what I'm looking forward to. Instead of a doctor that's acceptable to human error, you know, let let, let the machines do the work. Let the databases do the work, right? I mean, I'm a big futurist. I'm all about it. I think humans cause too much errors and things, you know. I mean, some human error is necessary, but 
anything that a database can fix or a machine that can fix or a robot can fix and it's not susceptible to any errors, roll that thing out. All right. Well, anyways, that's it for this week. I'll be back next week. Sorry for getting out on Wednesday instead of Tuesday, but I really didn't have the free time to record like I am right now. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, If you enjoyed what I'm putting out, give me a follow on Twitter, at Bleach Daddy, B-L-E-E-C-H-D-A-D-D-Y. Twitter handle. Uh, Much love. Stay invested in cryptos. Look into cryptos. Learn everything you can. Never too, you're never too old to learn something new. And I truly believe you could teach an old dog new tricks. Thanks, guys. Peace.